Well, hello, folks, and a welcome. <sighs> Wake up, folks. The game's over. It's time to have a discussion about it. Welcome to We the Peeps. This is, of course, of course it is, the American soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the men's national team and women's upon occasion. And the fishies. And the fishies, baby. Uh, I'm Clayton, and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company. And that's what we do, and we love the Nats. All of them. The whole Justice League of Nats. Whole host of Nats. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's happened to all of us. Uh, you join for one reason or another. Maybe it's your kid's baseball game. Uh, maybe it's someone's birthday. Fuck that. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you get together with some people. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's for a high school reunion of some sort, you know? But you find out later that the real reason why you got together has nothing to do with the actual event on the calendar. Such is the case today, folks. The game was USA versus Jamaica, and uh, that's hardly what this episode is ultimately going to be about. But uh, that's why we're together, and I'm so grateful for it. Ty, thanks for joining me back on the show. It's your boy, Ty. You know him, you love him. Welcome back, man. It's good to be back. I kind of forgot that I do this show. I thought I was just an excited fan. Getting, <laughs> seeing episodes pop up in my feed that I was not in. That's right. It's a decent feeling. It's a good thing you subscribed. It's an amazing feeling. I, I, I love it. I love it. You, you guys have been doing a great job. I'll try to live up to Kwame's standard. <laughs> and, and did you hit us with a five-star review? Because you know that's super helpful for the show. Oh, that, I'm totally allowed now. Yeah. I can just review the Kwame episodes. Yeah. That's what yeah. makes that passes the iTunes uh, uh, terms of service. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please do that, Ty. Please hit us with a five star. It's mega helpful. Maybe four. I don't know. <laughs> don't we'll see. Do that. You got to earn that fifth. <laughs> You're going to bring our damn average down. Um, and of course, uh, if you'd like to reach out to me or Kwame, Ty, just follow us at WTP Pod. <laughs> will do, bud. <laughs> the Twitter account, <laughs> which you run. Um, uh, folks joining us, if this is your first episode, welcome to it. Hit subscribe. End of housekeeping. Sweep, sweep. That's the new housekeeping sound. Let me know what you think of it uh, on Twitter at WTP. At WTP. <laughs> uh, guys. Hashtag. This- <laughs> Hashtag jingles, uh, sound design. (laughs) Uh, We are going to talk about this game, but not that much, because there's so much else going on in the world of U.S. soccer. We got fishies. We got the World Cup of fishies. The fishy cup is occurring, and it's not bad news out there. Um, and and it's also going well. <laughs> it's going okay. Uh, ups and downs. Ups and downs for sure. Uh, but also downs and ups. Downs, and ups. D- downs then ups. But also, folks, we have later on in the show. Stay tuned. Don't get distracted. Don't turn this off. Whatever you're doing at work, it's not that important because we've got Kwam Das, the Kwam Father, Kwame, joining us again uh, late in this one, just for a quick call and just to just to give us a catch up on what's been going on with the good Nats, the women's national team. Uh, but first, let's get this out the way. The game was Jamaica uh, versus the U.S. Starting lineups, line them up. 
boys, both gloves, apparently for good, for real this time, Zach Steffen, the obvious number one goalkeeper. The obvious. Yeah. Clear uh, number one. <laughs> Greg Berhalter saying, like, <laughs> scoffing at the question because he's going to Man City. You know, what, you know who else went to Man City recently? Uh, Mix Discarude. Is he also the number uh, one Yeah, Mix, for us? Mix Discarude. Uh, Jack Harrison. Uh, Eric Palmer Brown. <laughs> where where days at? So, so hmm. Zach Steffen joining the lone army at uh, Man City. Both gloves to you. Congratulates. Uh, we're going to have three in the back. Don't know why. Don't know how. Uh, didn't go well. Uh, Just got to try it. But fuck it. Why not? Oh Every my coach God. has to try it. <laughs> Every coach has to, <laughs> has to dabble in the three back. Everybody has their turn. She is a cruel mistress, the three back. Hey, welcome back. Omar Galaxy. Omar Galaxy. Because it's your galaxy. Omar Gonzalez, Tim Omar. Ream, and Matt Miazga. In the midfield, we're going to have two tens and two sixes. No eights to be found. Uh, Will Trap and Jackson Mule. <laughs> Come on in. Why not? Get on in here. Uh, in the tens, Mihailovic, DJ Orgy. <laughs> Protect your neck. <laughs> Protect your neck. Watch out. Splash guards, please. And Christian Roldan. Uh, there, there's our playmakers, or maybe not so much. Up front, we're going to have, on the left, Anthony Robinson, a guy I've been very high on, maybe not so much anymore. On the right, we're going to have Pauli Ariola Nips, the greatest name in the game, hardest nips in the world. And striker, Josh. Like diamonds. <laughs> and of course, Josh Sargent, the boy who would be king. King David. This one started out pretty good for us uh, and then went straight downhill. Spoiler alert, we'd lose it one nothing to an absolute screamer, I think in the second half, I think around the 60th minute from a guy named Nicholson. Oh my, Lanta, was this shot incredible? What a, uh, but, what a goal. And yeah, I love that kind of goal. It was fucking sweet. Zach Steffen, don't worry about it. Maybe savable if you weren't hopping up and down so much at the time. But I mean, he's at Man City. Like, it had to be that good. <laughs> he's clear, yeah, he's a Man be, City player. Exactly, exactly. Best, best, best team in Europe, uh, not according to the Champions League. It did happen. We got scored on by a goddamn rocket, but it could have been a lot of opportunities that Jamaica had, and we did not deserve to win this game. So instead of uh, gameplay highlights, I'm going to shout out a few uh, We the Peep style highlights. Uh, three of them, to be exact. We've got in the twenty, <laughs> oh boy, in the twenty-something minute, uh, Omar yeah. Galaxy heads the ball, all all alone, all alone. Long ball from Jamaica. No, no strikers in sight. Omar Galaxy heads it twenty yards into the air, gets a second bite at the apple, and once again heads it twenty yards directly <laughs> into the air, which eventually comes down to a fifty-fifty challenge that he loses. Uh, second, <laughs> second highlight here is sports. <laughs> 20 yards down 20 <laughs> yards to go in the se uh, second highlight here is uh, on one of the many many jamaica chances uh there is an awesome eagle guy behind uh zach Steffen's goal oh who, uh, boy who, i missed this who who is sweet regardless might have made the highlight reel just by being himself with his awesome eagle mask but he caught this he caught this uh rocket of a miss and celebrated like a champ. So congrats to you, Eagle Guy. You made it on the show. The show that really counts. We the peeps. Uh, last one is Jamaican player goes down with a fake injury to waste time in the last five minutes of this game. 
and yeah. the injury staff brings out a stretcher. <laughs> full stretcher. <laughs> to, which, to which full stretcher, to which he uh, laughs, immediately gets up and resumes playing. So that that was. Don't this you game. know I'm just faking this injury? <laughs> 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 there, you you missed one, which was uh, Omar Galaxy just getting slammed in the stomach with a craw- with a uh, a clearance after the U.S. again at sixes and sevens in the back. And and Omar Galaxy just pays right in the right in the right in the tummy, <laughs> right in the tum tum. I suppose right I did this. You can't when there's so much bizarre shit going on in a game. You can't wrap it all up quickly. There were so many laughable errors. <laughs> so many. Uh, I want to ask you your first impressions. But today, because this game was such a fucking shit show, and we're all just waiting for Sunday to hopefully forget about it when the U.S. will once again play. Uh, their last friendly tune-up before the Gold Cup, the Copa de Oro. Uh, my question for you today, Ty, is what was your best first <laughs> impression? Cup of gold. The Cup of Gold. <laughs> what was your uh, first impressions? Let's let's go with of uh, some of these some of these uh, new faces we saw out here. We got to see Joe Jiao, and we got to see Dwayne Holmes, who looked pretty good. We also got another look Chance at Jonathan Amont. <laughs> we got another look at Jonathan Amont. Take, look at the tape; you'll see it. <laughs> Dwayne Holmes is Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it together now. Give him a three cap. He's the real deal. He's he's. He's only 19. Chances probably he's like 22 now. Uh, and we got another look at Anthony Robinson, and we got another look at Josh Sargent, uh, uh, and and of course a first look at Jackson Ewell. So a lot of a lot of potentially positive things to talk about here. Um, what are your first impressions of some of these new faces? Everyone kind of had a bad game, um, so it's it's a little hard to draw many positives. I thought. Uh, you know, Holmes came on and, and had two really good moments, one where he um, somehow finagled a ball out of midfield that he had no right to win uh, that turned into a chance for us. And then another where off of a corner, he just like deadens a corner to feet, setting up a, a sort of recross opportunity. Um, so those were those were, I guess, probably the two U.S. highlights from the game were, were Dwayne Holmes having good touch. Um and you know these these guys, I don't know. I'm 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 hesitant on on someone like Joe Jiao. Um, he had a window. He's been injured so much. His his career has really taken a step back. He looks like a guy um, who's been injured a lot. The way he moves, yeah, you can, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. And I I just thought it's the kind of spot where you know if the U twenty World Cup weren't going on, I think these players wouldn't be involved necessarily maybe with the exception of Amon, who I guess they decided should be with this group instead of with the twenties. Um, Cause it's, it's kind of odd to bring him uh, instead of leaving him there. I don't know. He, he seems to be above way in the pecking order. I, I really don't know how to make any sense of these rosters or these decisions. Um, I'm just very tired of friendlies and trying to, to you know, divine reality through the, yeah. the, the lens of this distortion. So um, so, so for me, I'm, uh, I'm ready to move on from Jamaica. I had one big highlight, from which the game, was, which was not on the field. It was around the field, which is people booing because the number one thing that the U S team needs to progress is a stronger soccer culture. And part of a strong soccer culture is an expectation. So the fact that the fans were venting that, 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 that they had an expectation going in and they weren't just 
thinking that, oh, well, you know, it was close. That was pretty good. Uh, they kicked it around pretty good, right? Um, you know, the the fact that they had some sense of what they wanted out of the game uh, and that they could, you know, observe that it wasn't happening and that they felt that they cared enough to actually boo, uh, I think is a really positive sign, uh, oddly enough. So I was I was happy to see that. We've sat through a lot of these uh, friendlies where they stunk similarly uh, in front of, you know, 8,000 fans at Staples Center or whatever. Um, and it never really came to that. So I think it is a, a sign of life in the in the fan base that, that you had that going on. And, and it's very understandable. I think a lot of those fans probably also bought tickets expecting to see Adams and McKenney and Pulisic, and, um, and they didn't. So they were already kind of primed. And, and yeah, totally fair <clears throat> to demand more and to to want to see uh, stronger performances from your national team if it's it's your chance to see them in your city. Shouts to uh, Kwam Das for saying just right before the game, I was checking in with him to make sure he could do the call and stay tuned for that later. Uh, and he, he quote from him is that this started out well, but uh, then it went bad, bad like uh, s- sour cream in the sun. Ooh, wow, what an analogy. That, that sounds like a Steinbeck novel. Goodness. <laughs> uh, just to speak, just, maybe, maybe I can use both the crowd booing and the uh, Jonathan Amon versus Tim Weah things to pivot here. So uh, I'll use them both. Uh, bear with me as I do. It's going to be clunky. Okay, all right, all right. I'm so strapping in. in, in the in the case, Helmet on. In the case of Jonathan Amon, from what I understand, Tim Weah wanted to play with the under-20s. Got um, it. Okay, he was like, I want to be king of the king of the fishy pool. Right, which yeah. I feel is how this audience, this crowd felt, wishing that they were a crowd at the under-20 World Cup. Am I right? Smooth, smooth. Yeah, I, I, during this game... I was like so desperate to just put on the replay of, of you know the Nigeria game <laughs> or right, something all right. so from the U20s. Let's I mean, let's catch these yeah. fools up. Ty, I've done let's, a little bit of recapping. Up. I I did the heavy lifting here. I recapped the crap game. Can you real quick uh you know what? Um we may as well do it just for funsies. I hear a sound. Might I do well. hear a fun sound. What's that sound? Welcome to the Fishy Report. Fishy Report. Welcome to the Fishy Report. Woo! Oh my God, Fishy Report. Never has that sound been more appropriate. (laughs) Oh man. Here we go. It is time. Buckle up your seatbelts. Ty, what's going on in the under-20s, man? It's been rad. So the the U-20 World Cup kicks off. We have have, um, Ukraine, Nigeria, and Qatar in our group. Decent group. Um, the first game, it's your classic story where, you know, there's a dominant team and the other team kind of bunkers and they, they sneak the game with a, with a set piece and a, and, and, uh, you know, they, the, and a counterattack, except this time the team that was dominant was the United States yeah, yeah. and the team that was bunkering was Ukraine and Ukraine picked us off, uh, and they won and they're, they seem to be good and they seem to use that as a tactic but we were really good. Uh, make no mistake. In the first game, the U.S. was came out of the blocks hot, had plenty of chances, plenty of goal mouth action. Couldn't really put it together, and two kind of um, 
I wouldn't say weak goals, but but you know goals you that are definitely preventable. No, no wonder goals for sure. Yeah. Um, so and we just, we spin just, into just cutting yeah. in in the narrative. I I tune in for this one late on a recording. I'm like maybe let me see let me see what's going on. Instantly sucked into this team. I am watching every minute of every game that they play. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, completely. So yeah, and and from the first ten minutes of the Ukraine game, you can tell this is a different team. They're moving the ball. It's one touch. It's these these darting runs up the uh, up the wings from um, in the first game. Weya was playing centrally, and that was I weird. can't remember who played on the left. Um, but it was uh, Conrad De La Fuente on the right, who was just torching dudes left and right, uh, and and very impressive. So much movement, so much uh, so much speed of play, speed of thought. I mean, th- this game, the the senior team game that we just watched, was molasses compared to watching the twenties. Yeah, uh, which which is shocking. So the U.S. great in game one. Uh, just, just you, you lose some games. Sometimes you're, you're good and you lose. And that, that, that's what happened to us. Uh, bounce back against Nigeria, play similarly well, and this time come away with a victory against a a decent Nigeria team. Uh, the third game, having expended a lot of energy, Tab somehow still decides to run out a lot of the same players. Um, the, there, a lot of the players are kind of out of gas because they played three games in a week. Uh, and so they came out pretty flat against Qatar, but still managed to sneak the win with a goal from Wea. So we go through in the group, but crucially, the, crucially, Mendez and Chris Durkin, yeah, get yeah, second yeah. So yellows. our our chief playmaker, um, uh, Alex Mendez, and our number six, Chris Durkin, go out with yellow card accumulation for the next match. Chris Durkin's, um, by the way, absolute garbage yellow i mean he's like and it was he like the third time he no just shoves reason. a dude yeah. for no reason out, out of bounds, bounds shoves a dude. Yeah. Uh, and it was the third time he had done it it was a it was a real like uh, bully in the schoolyard moment and he was just like what a yellow chris yeah. Durkin, you're playing you're playing great out there but that was really 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 that was dumb dumb yeah uh don't do that at the real world cup good anyway we get out of the group however we knew that Going into this uh, this group stage, our second place slot in the group lined up with the first place slot from France's group, and so the narrative was always, "Well, gotta gotta win the group because you don't want to run into France in the next round." We do end up running into France in the next round, and you know this is this is normally where the the our valiant run comes to an end. Um, suddenly, we find ourselves one nothing up against France on a, a, a Sebastian Soto goal. Um, the game, you know, France, France certainly dominating possession early, creating some, some pretty good chances, uh, nothing crazy. Um, in the U S we had our chances too, and finally break through, through Soto one, nothing up Soto, a player who didn't get the start against Ukraine. Uh, we, U S looked yeah, very much without a nine. Yeah. So Tom decided in. to go with way at the nine, which was very bizarre. Um, so, but yeah, after the, the introduction of Soto in the second game, uh, team settled down and looked much more structured. Um, and he, he did it again against France. Really nice goal. Um, France, uh, recovers and starts being France and they, particularly through this dude, I think it's Musa Diaby, the, the, uh, winger. Yeah. It sounds about right. This guy was so phenomenal. Good. He, I think he plays for PSG. He was torching us left and right. The guy, the the um, 
the our our defenders on that side, I guess it was Keita and Richards, or, or sorry, Keita and uh, Gloucester. Keita and Gloucester. Keita they're could like not afraid to step to him because he's going to burn them, so they lay off of him, and he's just de- de- just demolishing us in the middle. And the fact that we had no six was a big problem because Brandon Servania, the sort of nominal backup to Durkin, came in uh, in that sp- in that situation. However, Servania not really much of a number six and didn't really play that way. So we're leaving huge gaps open. France. Uh, turns it around, scores two quick goals, writing's on the wall, it's been a good run. Except, except, the U.S. pulls another one back through Soto. Through Soto, so it's a... With this beautiful little slipped through ball from, from... Timo Weah. From Timo. So, and, and prior to that, it's a, it's a Paxson Pomacall uh, wrestling match that he wins after having been what looks like having picked up an injury in the first half. He's walking around for the yeah, last 10 minutes. career-ending back injury. He, I don't know what, they, what procedure they did at halftime, but he comes back in the second half sprightly and ready to go and wins this wrestling match, gets it to Weah. Weah puts a slip pass through that's just a razor blade of a pass. Beats three guys. Beats three guys with the pass. Soto finishes exceptionally. And game on. 2-2. Let's go. Then could, you know, France France continues to pressure. They have their chances. Um, we're, we're, you know, under under pressure. But suddenly, an opening. Serginho Dest picks up the ball, kind it's of you know boy. somewhere near our our number, somewhere near the touchline. Um, makes a, a bursting run into the into midfield, finds space for a shot, decides to rip a shot. The France goalkeeper, who is a, a starter for Fiorentina, has played like three years professionally already for Fiorentina. Um, spills the the ball sort of. Because it was, it's it was a not rocket. an easy shot, it's but a it's a yeah. Yeah, he should have kind of punched it very, very far wide, but he kind of instead just like plops it uh, six feet in front of goal, where awaiting Justin Rennix is there, who's come off off the bench, who has uh, energy and speed for days. Him and Ulianas came on and and really made the game a lot more um, balanced for the U.S. And Rennix Rennix slots it home, three two, U.S. Start counting down that clock. Start counting down the clock. The team uh, was pretty smart, I thought, about you know finishing a game. Hell yeah! I don't want to say killing a game, but finishing a game. Yeah. Um, I think we might have had Icing. one more good Icing chance after that. Yeah. Um, and and it, it happens somehow. The USA defeats France, not from you know corners and uh, and and a penalty, not from counterattacking per se. Three nice goals from the run of play. I cried. I cried. I could not believe it. Tell I me was about your experience with, watching this. Dude, with no with no Chris Durkin, I am not huge on Alex Mendez. Uh, get at me on Twitter at WTP Pod. He's obviously got the sauce on the free kicks and the skills, but I thought uh uh is it um uh, what's his face? Who came in? Who, who came Ledesma. in? Ledesma. Ledesma. I thought Ledesma looked really good. Uh, he was good. More the type of player I would want to see in that position. But Chris Durkin, I'm really high on, as I, as I am on Chris Richards. I think Chris Richards is a phenomenal player, uh, the center back. And I think uh, Chris Durkin is as well. 
Um, Chris Durkin not being there, us playing France in this uh, round of 16 game, I was certain we were going to lose. Why did I cry? I had to explain this to my girlfriend uh, because she <laughs> required an explanation. <laughs> and I, had, I thought to myself, why am I crying? Uh, and and the, the, the conclusion I came to is... Is first, it's a, probably unreasonable that I shed tears over this uh, teenager's game. Nothing about this entire situation is reasonable. Um, but you, you and I talking to each other, we have so <laughs> many other things that we need to attend to in our lives. Oh my God, truly. <laughs> uh, but, but we love the Nats and we, we love are. you people. Here we are. And so we're here. Um, why did I cry? Because... I have followed this team for six years. For six years, we've been on this podcast saying it's going to get better. It's getting better. It started with Gideon. It's Zalala. getting better, right? The disappointments started years ago. Years ago. Oh my god! This year we've Joe watched Zhao. We've Joe Zhao. This year he's we've been watched, on a fishy report. We've watched Christian Pulisic f- fade away from the Dortmund starting lineup in their best season uh, recently. We've we've seen this team not make the World Cup, need I mention. Uh, so just endless, endless, a string of it's getting better and then being disappointed. And this game was the was one of the very few times in all these years uh, of doing this podcast that I have been I have I under I underestimated what would happen. And that I was told this team is this is this is good. There's a lot of promise here, and they over delivered on that yes they, they oh my god so well put well put yeah we are so rarely surprised and delighted by, <laughs> by our national team aren't we i mean like i think you know one of the moments i i've had like that in my history following this team was the the portugal game in the world cup oh, where that's so true so true where yeah, we bring it back, we run that play Portugal for, shit, for long stretches. Yeah. They lose in the end to a ridiculous rocket assist from Ronaldo from like 50 yards out. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of the best performances I've seen from the U S especially in a situation like that. And this, this was not a good performance. You, I don't think you can say, I mean, it was, it was rough in a lot of ways. They, they made lots of unforced errors so I I didn't I didn't even think it was the team necessarily reaching its potential, but the team legitimately won the game. I mean, you know, for every error we yeah, made, France I, made plenty too. So there were a few errors, but I don't know if I would agree with you on that. I thought that the that this team won a lot of fifty fifty battles that they had no That's business true. winning. Yeah, very. And true. they they also responded to adversity like genuinely. They were facing actual, you know big league players, first team players. We talk about these guys being pros. France Dan Zagadou. Yeah, come on now. Dan Axel. They beat they beat Dan Axel three times. They got in behind man. him. Man. So oh, man. They, they 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 stared with the eye of the tiger into this fucking hurricane of a team and just and 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 won and got a little lucky. I wouldn't say that I you know, I wouldn't Yeah, the the penalties that weren't Pen- the penalties helped. that weren't that France hit the post, I think two, twice, two maybe balls. three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for sure there was some luck involved and there has to be some luck involved uh, in a tournament. If you're going to go deep as Taylor Twelman surely would remind you. Um, but you know, it, we, we deservedly won this game 
and it was just gorgeous uh, to see. Um, so, so what's next for this under 20s team and our, when do we take home the under 20 world cup? Yeah, so we will lift the under twenty World Cup in about a week and a half. <laughs> Jokes. I think. Hey, um, universe. I think just they... kidding. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Swami Jurgen, can you fix that for us? <laughs> uh, uh, they are playing Ecuador on Saturday. It's at eleven twenty a.m. Ecuador seems to be a uh, beatable foe. Uh, however, they have apparently an exceptional generation that. Um, that won the uh, CONMEBOL U20 Championships tournament where Brazil actually were eliminated. So Ecuador uh, knocking off some heavy hitters um, along their way to the title there. So there, it's, it's, uh, it's no cakewalk, um, but I think it's something like a 50-50 game probably. Um, I think we'll probably, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have a pretty even possession. It'll come down to... Uh, to execution and smarts and heart. Uh, and, you know, as you said, like being in shitty situations and figuring out how to how to claw your way back, like that kind of stuff happens a thousand times a game in, in big ways, like when you go down a goal, but also in lots of little ways, like when your touch doesn't go the way that you wanted or you make a mistake on, uh, you know, reading where the opponent's going to go or uh, you hit the ball out of bounds accidentally, like Paul Ariola did 18 times this senior team game. Oh, good God. And so what, what matters is how you put that behind you and how you improve. Yeah. Talk about the wet blanket that was this senior game. Oh yeah. What a bummer. Oh my God. I, yeah, I'm, I'm essentially just kind of pretending that it didn't happen or it was just a scrimmage because, <laughs> because it's, it's just this weird thing where you have, you have a, a, nominally a gold cup tune up, but it's really not. And a lot of the players who you would want are at the twenties, but some of the twenties are here, but a lot of the, some of the twenties that aren't here are even better like Tyler Adams. It's really bizarre. Um, but in any case, the U 20 world cup, it's going great for the U S. Um, definitely the, the best, uh, results so far from any of tabs tournaments taken all in, in combination. Um, and you know, hopefully they can keep it going. I mean, it'd be, we said before the tournament that, uh, success would certainly be reaching the semi, um, that hasn't happened in, in recent memory. So it would really be a, a special thing if this generation could, could break through and make that happen. Um, and it would really put a stamp on their uniqueness in the chain here because we're not just looking at another generation of players who can scrap out a result with corners and, and physicality. I mean, we're, we're looking at a very, very different U.S. men's national team pool uh, over the next 10 to 15 years. And it, th- these kids are just the tip of the iceberg because every U20 World Cup, there's there's you know dozens and dozens of other kids who are just on the cusp of that uh, talent who are out there as well. So we're, we're, we're stocked, and it's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a fan of this team. That, that, that's what would make me cry. Yeah, man, 2026. Not much for but I did kind of like an inside cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you were maybe your your skin your skin cried a little when it was two yeah. two. Oh my god, what a game! What a game! We beat France. It feels amazing. So let's take a quick pause here. When we come back, uh, we're gonna have a update on the good Nats. You know them, you love them. The women's national the team. The good Nats. Uh, so uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. It's your boy, Swami Yergin. 
him. The guys just needed 10 or 15 minutes to figure out how to do a three-way call. Jeez, guys. Get with it. Hello, we the people. Hey, what's up? What up? It's us. It's the It's peeps. also we the people. We called. <laughs> peeps calling it peeps worked. on peeps. Uh, oh. Kwame, thank you for joining us. And thank you for being with us for the illustrious She the Peeps series. Uh, the past few weeks, it's been incredible to get to know the good Nats with you. Uh, and we've just brought you in today because the Jamaica game with the senior men's Nats was total trash and nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> so Hot garbage. <laughs> instead, Hot garbage. we want to know uh, what's going on in the world of women's soccer uh, recently, these days, since last we met. Yeah, so we're right on the precipice of the Women's World Cup Um First game is Friday. I'm not sure when this recording is going up, but Friday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, uh, kicks off with France versus Korea, uh, the host uh, taking off uh, Big taking rivalry. a challenger in their group. And then uh, the U.S. plays on Tuesday, um, uh, kicking off against uh, Thailand. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're just about to be in the thick of it. Bang, bang. Uh, everybody healthy? No injury reports coming out of the camp? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I think we got through the last set of friendlies. Uh, I think it's more no one picked up injuries, but, you know, there's a few people with kind of nagging injuries that are still working their way back. Uh, Lindsay Horan, Kelly O'Hara, probably like the main two that you would expect to be in the starting lineup that um, just had um, just working their way back fully. Uh, but we, we probably expect to be at full health. And we don't really expect to need everyone um, at full strength to beat the first two teams. Although, obviously, you do want to, you know, you can't just turn it on and off like a switch in these tournaments. So so I think we do want everyone healthy and ready to go from the beginning. I was thinking about that with the Gold Cup, too, where, especially with the new format, there shouldn't be any screwing around Mm-hmm. With with the group games, it's just you just pretend that every game's a final from you from the start, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, with um, the only thing you know, I think is going to be like management of yellow cards, um, right, 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 fatigue, yeah. things like that, depending on how hot it is. But but I think they'll be taking it pretty seriously because um, as uh, Clayton and I have discussed, we haven't necessarily been in the best form in these three friendlies. Right. Um, which is a little bit worrisome. So eleven nothing score line, but still shaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> hard as that may be to to believe, I, uh, I totally believe it. Yeah, the goals have been coming, but the you know the form has not really has not really been there. <sighs> Spicy. Hey, that's what it's. A, it's a whole different ball game being a fan of a good team. Um, you know, I know your like, standards I, suddenly get real high. I real keep high. thinking, you know, I keep thinking this must be what it's like to 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 be like maybe Spanish or or German or Brazilian, mm-hmm. where it's like you're watching your national team and they're winning games, and you're you're still like not totally sold on it, not not hype yet, you know? Yeah, that that's the big like controversy with uh, the Brazil coach Chichi. He's mm-hmm. I think he's only lost once. Like he lost the knockout game to Belgium, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And he's like on the hot seat because the team's like not winning well enough. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think also people have qualms about it. Maybe some parallels with, with uh, Jill Ellis, that there seems to be a bit of a stubborn adherence at times to saying this is my lineup and not really right, perhaps right, right. giving a, 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 you know, a, a look at other people who are quite promising and maybe – Maybe you're a little bit better. They they definitely both I think have their favorites. Yeah, but definitely. but also yeah. you know the standard is really high. Uh, I I I find the uh, the Ali Krieger Morgan Bryan thing very distressing because it just it's it's exactly the kind of thing that you always look back on after a tournament has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we were yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, we should have. We should have seen that, like, that wasn't going to work four years on again, you know, just like yeah. grafting on members of the team that won last time, you know. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty distressing to me as well. I think, you know, Julie Ertz is a cyborg um, and she's a beast, uh, you know, she's great, but, you know, she could, she could pick up, you know, two yellow cards um, or we could have an injury to Becky Sauerbrunn or Dahl Kemper and, Ellis may decide it's better to move Ertz back than to than to put in Sonnet or um, or Tierna Davidson, right. which would be pretty reasonable. But then, uh, you know, the decision to bring Morgan Bryan over someone else who is in who is more in form uh, really looms large. Uh, and the, but I could, based on what she's done, I could see her instead of doing bringing Morgan Bryan in, you know, pushing someone else back into the midfield. Uh, you know, a forward back into the field like she's done, like Mallory Pugh or Tobin Heath, which normally I would say, no, that doesn't make much sense. Just bring your best midfielders. But I'm not sure that's exactly what she did. So, uh, yeah. and and also like the Brazilian coach and the criticism of the Brazilian coach, you know, the standard is to win the World Cup. And uh, we know how hard it is to do that. And we also see more than any other year before uh so many potential obstacles in our way yeah so the, the, totally. the so many the field, good teams the yeah. field around us is is rising this is the the overarching the the steadiest mm-hmm. narrative for this world cup is that you know the women the the US team is expected to win we're we're the number 1 team in the world however uh there are more challengers than ever before. Kwame, mm-hmm. what is going to make the difference for us? What do you think going into this tournament, going into this group stage, and hopefully the knockout rounds as well, what is the difference between taking home the World Cup and not when it comes to the U.S.'s approach? Um, I would say defensive mistakes. I think if we can mm. minimize our defensive mistakes, then we can, we can win. Um, at most games, I think we'll be able to score and outscore people. Um, we'll just have too much offensive talent and can be able to hurt people late. But against the best teams that are going to be really organized and not particularly scared of us and have possession, I'm thinking of uh, France and, and Germany in particular, um, but some other teams you know, fit that bill as well. Uh, if, we, you know, if we get caught out... Um, and they can they've hurt us in the past if we give up two goals to France it's really going to be hard to equal that so uh we really need to be defensively solid 
All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Kwame, thank you so much. Uh, officially um, thanking you and saying, go ahead and hang up that phone. We'll be back with you. Uh, say goodbye to the peeps if you'd like. Uh, goodbye, people. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Kwame, Bye, so Kwame. much. <laughs> Bye, Kwame. <laughs> we, Kwame, <laughs> no worries, y'all. Kwame's going to be right back with us uh, in just about... Uh, you know, a few days time here, depending on when you're catching this sewed. Uh, and there's just a slew of games coming up between oh. the gold cup, the under twenties and the, the world cup, uh, this, this month. So somehow yeah, now that the under twenties are going to win it. That's three more games. So I know a, it's getting out of control. It's a lot we really, to recap. Yeah. Really have to stop saying that. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's somehow we're going to juggle all these eps. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna juggle these co-hosts, and we're we're gonna make this thing happen. Uh, but Three trophies. I, I straight up could not tell you exactly what the show schedule is gonna be. There are a lot of contingencies, uh, but just stay tuned and 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 click that subscribe button so that you don't miss a damn thing. Ty, uh, as we go into Sunday's friendly, back to back to the bad nats, the men's. Uh, senior national team, the, the lowest Nets. on the rung right now of the three. Yeah. Um, we, we're we're moving forward to Sunday. Who are we playing in brief, and uh, what do you what do you hope to see on Sunday? We've got what what uh, John and Stu called the big test: <laughs> Venezuela <laughs> in Minnesota. This was the tonight, yeah. Jamaica was the, the penultimate test. warm up to the warm up tournament. Or no, it's in Cincinnati. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Merely by virtue of this game being so horrendous, it became that a friendly against Venezuela is this is this huge deal. Um, Venezuela is actually pretty good. Probably best best team they've ever had. They've got, namely up top, they've got uh, Mister Solomon Rondon, who is uh, lighting it up in the Premier League. And they have Mr. Joseph Martinez, who is lighting it up here at home for Atlanta United. Uh, most certainly the best striker that MLS has ever seen. He's got the single season scoring title. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a maniac. And, and also just, a, just an insane competitor. The kind of player, the kind of player that uh, Venezuela has needed for a long time. Because they're, they're like a little bit more of like a baseball country. You know, they've never really been that into uh, soccer in contrast to the other common ball countries. So they've needed some of those players to come through, you know, similar to a Donovan or Dempsey where, where you have that, that visible swag. Uh, and it, it kind of shows the rest of the, the country that you can, you can play with the big boys. So I think Venezuela is stronger than ever. Nonetheless, it is still a friendly at home against Venezuela. So, um, so you know, it's a friendly... The main thing that's going to be different is finally, at long last, Greggy B has to name a frigging roster that is really the roster. Finally. You know, we thought that the March camp, it would be like, oh yeah, there's going to be like Gold Cup tune-up. And then this game we thought would definitely be a Gold Cup tune-up, but because of all the the various factors, it ended up really not being. Um, so this should be the the lineup minus Tyler Adams, who will be the one player absent. Um it should be, at least in the first half, it should be the system that we're kind of planning to play by default because Venezuela is not the kind of team where we would like adjust our normal approach. So it'll be, it'll be the system. So we will finally get a good look at like what Greg Berhalter sees from his A pool 
uh, for this national team. So it should be a really, um, really exciting opportunity to confirm that he's insane and that we hate him now. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Join us for it. Writing's on the wall. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you know, the, the, there's also a Mr. Clean Magic Erase in Greg Berhalter's uh, bag there, and he's the only man that can turn this around. So uh, please do it, Greggy. Please turn this around. That's, that's one of my things at the end of the show that I love, <laughs> the Mr. Well, Clean well, Magic Erase. We're there, Ty. You want to take the first one? Why do you like Mr. Clean Magic Bro, Erasers? I don't, I, I don't know what is in that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. It's got to give you cancer, right? <laughs> nothing, nothing that cleans that well is safe yeah i'm telling you but you just you just chuck that thing at anything it's got like nanobots in there that are like nope don't take that (laughs) off the wall that's the paint take that off the wall that's the crayon (laughs) oh my goodness those clean magic erase get in get Get in in. here uh two gloves (laughs) two gloves mr (laughs) clean (laughs) you get two gloves and uh one hat Easy or wig first if you'd like. Starter. Easy first choice out on loan for Man City, Mr. Clean. Uh I quite like uh business loopholes, speaking of uh out on loan for Man City. Um and and it's not that I like the effects that they have on the world. I, I, I don't I don't like the uh people necessarily who choose to use business loopholes, uh, but I like them in and of themselves they 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 are often clever and witty to me i just wish it was the consequences existed in like minecraft rather than in like the american economy <laughs> um and uh lastly oh. uh as per number three i quite like tinfoil you know it comes out all smooth and once you fold it it'll just never go back and that's how you know when you get a new roll of tinfoil that no one's ever used it it's fantastic <laughs> Uh, but I don't love... Wow, never thought about that before. Think about totally true. it. But I don't love any of that stuff as much as I absolutely love Serginio Dest. <sighs> Call him up. And all of the Nats. And all of them. Call him up. Call him up. Come on, Dest. Get in here. Men, women, children. <laughs> in the boat. <laughs> Get in the Nats boat. Choo-choo. That's it's, what boats say. That's not what boats say. <laughs> see the the uh match in which solomon rondon um spun deandre yedlin around in the, uh, <laughs> oh yeah where he, like, la- where he like landed on his head he almost landed on his head except oh, solomon he, like, rondon came to the rescue <laughs> yeah 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 yes i did that was kind of marvelous we were about to lose yedlin of his like yeah. career-ending spinal injury yeah he was he was he was uh yeah, he was gone. He was a honor. He was gone. To like start like a, a GoFundMe for him or something. But, uh, <laughs> thankfully avoided. 